Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode 99, <laughs> last double digits, which we are recording on Wednesday, October 14th, 2015. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And we would normally talk about what are you wearing, alas. Too hot. Too hot. It's even almost too hot to have knitting in our laps right now. It is. This is just crazy. And we'll say it one more time because by the next time we record, we should have had some cool weather. I hope so. But this is the warmest summer and beginning of fall on record that we have had. And we have not had a freeze yet. And temperatures have been at least 90 degrees every day. Every day. For a long <laughs> time now. <laughs> so there are very few FO pictures happening for either one of us. And we're not wearing much knitwear at no, all. No, I didn't even give it a thought. There was nothing that I was going to add on to this skimpy t-shirt today. <laughs> yeah, I was telling Charlene that last week I had a really, really bad cold last week. I was down the whole week. And she gave me a pair of seamless Saloma slippers that she knit for me two Christmases ago. And I wore them every day while I was sick around the house. But that's about the closest I've come to knitwear in a couple weeks. And that was the only knitwear that either of us have worn. Yep. So. And today there might be some ambient noise because we are out and about in our mobile recording studio known (laughs) as my car. And today we're parked just off of East Cliff Drive in... The bo- we're at the border pretty much of Santa Cruz and Capitola. We had been parked in a beautiful location overlooking the beach right off of 16th Avenue. And we saw dolphins go by and it was beautiful, but it was, it was too hot. Too hot. <laughs> Far too hot in the sun. So. We couldn't find a shady spot. So now we're parked under some non-native eucalyptus trees, but it's providing shade. Yeah, so but we're there, happy. There, are, there is a little bit of noise and there's the occasional airplane that buzzes overhead around here because we're about one street off of the beach so we apologize for any ambient noise so let's move on to what are you stocking i have been stocking a few things i also don't have my usual ipad in front of me i couldn't hook up for some reason in this spot so service yeah so i'm just going to go off the top of my head what I remember and my notes. The first thing that I have been stocking is a sweater by Suvi Simola. Oh my gosh, I can't believe this. I'm stocking something by her too. Really? Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> the weirdness continues. Go ahead. Suvi Simola is a designer from Finland and she also designed the 5200K which both Gail and I have knit and she's got a lot of cute designs, a lot of them with cables. This particular sweater does not have cables. It's a sport weight cardigan that she recently released called Riley. I'm pausing because I'm looking at you. Not the same thing. Not you're the same thing I'm okay, stocking. Okay, good. No, same designer, not the same <laughs> so thing. So we're once again stocking the same yep. designer, but a different sweater. Now Riley is a positive ease sport weight cardigan worked flat back and forth with what the pattern page says are dolman-like sleeves, in quotes, dolman-like sleeves, and it has lace mesh on the back. A cooling trend, a cooling, a cooling point, (laughs) which I'm just, I have to laugh because I'm having a really hard time, as Gail knows, thinking about sweaters. I need to cast on another sweater. I haven't been able to cast on a sweater because I'm just having so much trouble thinking about wearing 
a sweater in this heat right now, which usually doesn't happen with me. Usually yeah. I can get over it and cast on, but once again, exceptionally warm summer and fall. So I am pondering the idea of trying this sweater with more of a fingering weight than a sport weight because the gauge could lend itself to maybe a slightly heavier fingering weight. And like I said, the pattern is new. There's only 25 projects. Some are really, really cute. No one else, to the best of my knowledge, when I checked Ravelry, had tried the pattern with a fingering weight yarn. But because the pattern is designed to be worn with some positive ease, I think it would work because it's going to be a little drapey anyway. You can so, be the trendsetter. You can yeah, be the one who's the yeah. first one to do it in fingering. Yeah, it. so I have good thoughts about that. I really like that one. I like that one a lot. Second thing I am stocking is another fingering weight open front cardigan. <laughs> I sense a theme here. Yes, it's called Risen, and that one is by Melanie Berg. It's a pattern just released in August, so there's only a very small handful of projects listed on Ravelry. Risen is a cardigan that's a little bit longer and it has a really nice textured collar that I like. And I mentioned the texture because this Risen sweater is from a collection she released called Texture is the New Black, which includes one cardigan, one pullover, one hat, one set of mitts, and one shawl. And I quite like the shawl as I well, like that shawl actually. Yeah. I did not write down the name of the shawl, but once again, the collection is called Texture is the New Black. And that fingering weight open front cardigan that I like is called Risen. And those are by Melanie Berg. Have you ever knit any Melanie Berg patterns that you can remember? I don't think I have, I although I, have I know either. I have looked at them before. Mm -hmm. I've looked at them many times. Yeah. So I don't know anything about how the pattern is written or who tech edits them, but the sweater is really cute. Actually, the whole collect this whole collection it's looks nice. really cute. I, agree. Well, I don't know if I would be interested in making the pullover or the mitts, but the hat and the shawl and the cardigan are I think are all really cute. She does a lot of three colored and two colored shawls, yes. which is why yeah. I'm always stocking her stuff yeah yeah she's got a lot of patterns on Ravelry yep good so, stuff pretty things and then the third thing that I am stocking is called the color dipped hat which is a free pattern from Pearl Soho and it's on the Pearl Soho blog and this also is a fingering weight but it's a two color hat and it's worked in a fisherman's rib that's knit by knitting into the row below so it creates a contrasting two-color band that you can roll up. And I think I read, they say that you can have four looks for the hat because the hat, the fisherman's rib looks different on both sides, but either side is presentable as a public side of the garment. Oh, nice. So you knit the hat, you can wear the hat with either side out, and then the the ribbing, which is knit in two colors, looks different on both sides. 
So if you have, like say, side A of the hat facing out, you can wear it that way, or you can flip up the hat band okay. and have a second look, and then you can flip the hat inside out and have two more looks. Awesome. So it's, it's, you get a lot of bang for your buck, I yeah. think, out of this hat. And the, I need to look at that one. Yeah, they're selling kits for it, but obviously the it's a free pattern, so you can make it with any yarn. But and it's fingering the, weight, you said? It's fingering weight, but the colors that they put together for their kits are really nice. The sample that they show is just a neutral off-white with a bright kind of like floral rose Ooh. pink, and it's really nice. And, and since it's a fingering weight hat, even though the hat band is knit with two strands, I think we could still wear it here. Once yeah, again, because if it ever gets cold, yeah. Because so. then the band would be because for me especially, I get colder around my and the ears. ears. So, so that yeah, would, yeah, so the the extra thick band would be nice. Yeah, but it's a really cute hat. Well, we're gonna so, and it's a free pattern. So. I'm on a hat <laughs> thing right now, so I will definitely go look at that. Okay, so that's what I was stocking. What are you stocking, Gail? Okay, so my Suvi Samola yes. stocking <laughs> is a shawl called Color Your Shawl, and it's a fairly recent design from her. It's, can you guess, a three-color garter stitch shawl, just like all of the shawls that I stock lately, but it's really pretty. She has short rows, so instead of just having individual stripes, they kind of shark tooth into each other, kind of. I'm doing a poor job describing it. <laughs> But I have three skeins of Holtzgarn Coast Yarn, which is the light fingering 55% wool to 45% cotton that mm -hmm. Charlene and I have fallen in love with. I have it in a light gray, a very light blue, and a navy blue. And that wants to become that shawl. So Tina, Tea House Knits, you and I had talked about doing a mini knit along for the color affection. I think I'm going to do this shawl instead. So anyone else is in the mood for a three color shawl knit along just a mini informal thing say something in the threads because that will inspire me to actually cast on <laughs> and that one I think it was about three something euros on Ravelry I did not write down the price and the second thing I was stocking is another shawl this one is called Raven's Cliff and it's by the designer Annie Hamilton who I had not heard of before and this shawl is gorgeous it's very similar to Hitchhiker. So Hitchhiker is the long shawl with teeth that is narrow at one end and gets wider the farther, the more teeth you knit. Mm -hmm. It's similar to that in shape and has the teeth, but it's done in stripes. So the stripes go in the opposite direction from the teeth oh. and she knit it in oh. her scraps of DK weight yarn. And it's beautiful jewel tones with a very, very dark yarn in between each of the jewel tones. Nice. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> that sounds pretty. It's so, so pretty. And I can see doing that in fingering weight with my leftover scraps. Yeah. So I can see so much potential. You could do a rainbow. You could do all jewel tones like she did. Or you could do like varying shades of blues or pinks. Or, you know, you could just let your imagination go wild with this yeah. one. It's really pretty. And that one is a $6 download on Ravelry. And I thought those were going to be my only two stocking. But then right before I left the house, <laughs> there was a brand new sweater that had been released that I didn't write down because I was in a hurry. 
but it's called the the child's version was petite uh, it's not on UE. How did you find it? It showed up in my friend feed. Oh. Okay. And it's a French designer using a French wool. Utile? No. It was a French word. We'll put it in the show notes. But it was okay. a super, super cute pullover. That would be another one of those replacements for a sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. But it had contiguous sleeve construction, knit top down. You could add on a hood, which was in garter stitch, and it had a really nice texture down the center of the sleeve. So it was like a garter center down the sleeve and then garter cuffs. And it was just so pretty. Some people had done it in a solid and then striped the hood and the sleeves. Some people had done stripes in the body. It was great and Mm. new, very new. I think there were only nine projects on Ravelry and there was a child's version that is the one I noticed in my feed Mm -hmm. that brought me, I was like, oh, I wonder if there's an adult version. And of course there was an adult version. (laughs) So I will make sure I get that name to you so that we can put that in the show notes. But yeah, I should have written that down before I left the house. Well, I understand. On the fly, stopping. That's how, that's just how we do it sometimes. You guys know, you've been there when we've seen something on Ravelry. Oh my gosh, look at that. Oh, that was the only downfall with the sweater was that it was an worsted weight yarn. So mm. it's like, eh, that's going to be too warm. I wonder if I could modify it for mm-hmm. sport or fingering. So, you know, I went down that track. So I think yes. that's why I forgot to write yeah. it down and got yeah. sidetracked on yeah. how could I substitute yarn? <laughs> so that's what we've been stocking. Okay. What about knitting? I've been knitting two things. As I mentioned, I need to cast on another sweater, but I haven't yet because I've got this indecision thing going right now. I just can't decide what to cast on and what I want to have sitting on my lap in this hot weather, which I think I should just cast on something again, lightweight fingering yarn (laughs) because I really want to get another sweater going. But in the meantime, I have a shawl and a cowl that I am knitting. The shawl is my secret garden shawl, hashtag secret garden along, if you are following along on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. Or in Anne's little skein in the big wool group on Ravelry. True, true. She does have a thread going in her group for the secret garden shawl. And uh, and it doesn't have to be the shawl to participate right. in the You can participate along. in the knit along with anything that reminds you of the secret garden, anything inspired yeah. by the secret garden. Which, lots of options. Leaves, yeah. flowers, colors of yarn, pattern names, yeah. anything. So so many things. Yes, exactly. So I am knitting my secret garden shawl in the gray colorway from Western Sky Knits called Mistlethwaite Manor. In the book, Mistlethwaite is the house, what? Manor, manor house. I guess, the yeah. manor house. That's the name of the manor house that the main character goes to live at. That's so, where the secret garden is, right? Yes. Miss yes. And I started out really strong on this one. And then last week, I kind of got off track on it because I had to go. I went up to my parents a couple times last week. So when I have to do that, that's a lot of driving. And I got sidetracked from that and I picked up the other project that I've been working on which is a cowl which is much more 
meditative, shall we say. Because yes. yes. Yeah, <laughs> so I put that down, but then once I got home, I picked it up. And actually last night I was working on the shawl and it was really fun. That yarn just feels so wonderful to oh, it's knit so soft. with. Really, really nice. And it's very calming. And I think I'm going to actually listen to the book again. Because oh, I enjoyed it so while much. you're knitting it. <laughs> yeah. That's what I want to do. I want to do that exact yeah. same thing. Yeah. yeah. It's such a charming book. So Well, and in our knit along thread for this in our group, a couple of people have said that they're either they had already been reading it to their mm-hmm. children or they were just about mm-hmm. to start reading it. And I just loved hearing that. I did too. Made me smile. Yeah, it's smile. very heartwarming to hear that these books that are were written really a long time ago are standing up to the test of time so to speak and contemporary readers and contemporary kids are still able to enjoy them that says a lot that's why they call them classics yeah exactly so the second thing that i am knitting is a cowl that i'm actually testing for elizabeth doherty it's an upcoming release from her and it is a double wrap cowl using some yarn that I received oh, as a gift. Pretty. That yeah. looks Halloweeny, does it? Yeah. Well, I I didn't think it looked Halloweeny to me in a good it's, way. Well, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> it's dark grays, purples, lavenders, and a pale blue, and then some undyed areas of the yarn a little bit too. So one, two, three, four colors in there beautiful really really beautiful and the pattern that i'm using the cowl is knit lengthwise so not in the round but you start at one end and knit to another end somewhat like a scarf so it's fingering weight and it's actually taking me a little bit longer than i thought it would and i think that might be just because of the way it's knit instead of being knit in the round perhaps if you knit it in the round i would be going faster and faster this since it's not very wide you have to stop turn go back but it being so zen as gail said i've been knitting on this quite a bit I, I like it. it. I yeah, love the colors. Really pretty. Looks really nice. So I'm anxious to get this one finished. Like I said, it's knit lengthwise. There's a, like a scarf. There's going to be button holes at one end, and then you sew on buttons on the starting end where you cast on, and you button it together, and then you can double wrap it. Cool. Yeah. Really simple, just, very nice. I'm looking at it thinking, hmm, I have these two skeins of variegated yarn that would actually, my chocolate raspberry truffle from Candy Skein, oh, I would look beautiful yes. in that it cowl. Would. It would. Super, super pretty. Yeah. Great job, Elizabeth, once again. <laughs> so how about you? What are you knitting? Okay, I'm knitting a variety of things. So I'm working hard on Mike's sweater. I'm happy to say that I'm like six... Oh, we're watching a squirrel go across the wire. I'm about six inches beyond the ribbing on the fronts of the sweater. We were at Josie's first water polo tournament this weekend, and here I was knitting away, and Aaron of the Double Knits was commenting on 
movies that you watch that are gauge changers. Like you're oh, so yes. <laughs> you're so about the movie that oh, your gauge gets the, tighter. Was the match a gauge changer? The match was a gauge changer. <laughs> Watching Josie play water polo, I was definitely knitting a little bit tighter than oh, when wow. I wasn't oh. watching her. So I stopped knitting so I didn't have super tight spots in the sweater. <laughs> but it was funny because there was a man sitting next to me whose daughter is also in Josie's team. And he said, oh, what are you knitting? And he carried on a conversation with me about knitting for wow. several minutes. He was talking about the color and how nice it looked. And, oh, are those sleeves? I said, no. And I was explaining the construction of the sweater and how these were fronts. And I know they wow. look tiny, but they actually are going to cover my husband, who was, Mike, was sitting right there as well. So it was very interesting. It was, you know, I don't think it's very common for a 40-something-year-old man to strike up a conversation Did you ask knitting. him if he knew? No, that didn't even occur to me. <laughs> I should have asked him, but no, I didn't. And then there was too much yelling for our kids, yeah, so we got yeah. distracted. So working on Mike's sweater, which again is the Longfellow pattern by Michelle Wang, which is a fabulous, very simple pattern, but miles and miles of stockinette. I'm also, I've been working on my log cabin squares. So last time I talked about it, I had mentioned how my gauge had changed so dramatically that I had to pull out several of my oh, squares. Right. So I've re-knit those squares and I've now I've knit nine. So I have three more to go, then the edging and the seaming. So I have to bring Max to the Swift Stitch with me to pick out a color mm. of Cascade 220 Superwash for my edges. Oh, okay. So he's going to be my color mastermind. Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to give him the blanket for Christmas or his birthday. Aww. I'm also knitting the Duchess of Devonshire shawl, which I was stocking on the last episode. This is a new pattern by Kay Jones of the Bakery Bears, and it's a beautiful, can be one color or two color shawl. I'm choosing to do it in two colors. It's written for DK or sport weight, but I think she's also, someone at least has done it in fingering weight. But I am using Neighborhood Fiber Company Studio Sport. Now, side note on that, Carita from Neighborhood Fiber Company discontinued her Studio Sport and renamed it Studio DK because it's actually somewhat thicker than a typical sport yarn. Mm -hmm. And I'm knitting it in a very pale purple called Lauraville, striped with a very light tonal gray called Charles Center. And when I showed it to Charlene just now, I said, yeah, these are, you know, such neutral not as big a contrast colors than I would normally knit. And she said, yeah, those are my colors. And they absolutely are. They're Charlene colors. So I'm going to be stealing Charlene's colors for this, this lovely shawl. And it's knit in sections. So you have a garter stitch section and then you have a lace section alternating. And the gray is my garter and the beautiful lavender is my eyelet lace. And the lace is very, very simple. So very easy shawl, very zen knitting. I'm really enjoying it. And it's going to end up as a crescent and it has applied edging that you do at the end that is simple but adds a nice effect. So it's big bang for your buck, applied edging. And those are the things that I'm actually knitting. Cool. So I did swatch for a new sweater, but haven't swatched, I haven't blocked the swatch. And since I swatched it last week i'm thinking i should actually swatch for a different sweater so talk about sweater indecision well, we're both suffering from it we've both commented how probably because of the weather we're both into knitting accessories mm -hmm. much earlier than we usually do usually around the month of december we notice that we both 
tend to gravitate more towards accessories, both for gift knitting and just because the time of the year lends itself more easily to picking up small projects yep. when we're super busy. Yep. And we both seem to be, both seem to have hit that accessory wall a little bit earlier this year than Yeah, it's usual. like our summer is lasting longer, so we're trying to bring on our winter knitting habits yeah. earlier to counterbalance the, yeah, the imbalance in the seasons, or I don't know what it is. Yeah. So super, super fun knits that I'm actually knitting, though. But what have you finished since last episode? Because it's been about four weeks since yeah. we talked about what and have we finished. I've finished a couple things, two big, not big things, but two sweaters that I had on the needles. The first one, Polaris, is oh. a pullover by Hiroku Fukatsu. Same designer as Ito Fude. Ito Fude. How could I forget? And this one is, like I said, it's a fingering weight pullover. I made mine with short sleeves and the feature of the sweater is a gathered, it's a little gathering at the bust. It was a fun knit, but it was really hard for me to finish because of the heat. I hate to keep saying that over and over again, but I just could not imagine actually wearing the sweater, well, <laughs> which is really sad because it's very cute. Isn't it? The, the yarn you used was lovely, but wasn't it single ply? Mm -hmm. To me, there's something about heat and single ply yarn that makes me less likely to want to knit. If I'm knitting with a more plied yarn. I don't know if it's because my hands sweat hmm. and it kind of sticks. I don't know what it is because Mike's sweater, I'm using a single ply mm -hmm. and I find that I'm not reaching for that hmm. because of the sensation in my hands when it's so hot. Oh, interesting. I don't know if I'm just weird that way. I don't know. This Now this yarn is a newer yarn from Western Sky Knits and it's a single ply merino and silk combo. So the silk makes it a little drapier and my thought was that maybe a little bit cooler than 100% merino. We'll see if that's the case, but it's definitely drapier because this garment is very nicely hanging and it worked well for the gather. And it gathered it up and it doesn't look bunchy. It drapes really well. The only thing is I haven't really had the opportunity to wear it yet. So I'm still not sure. I may have made it a little bit too big. Oh, no. Well, if you're going to wear it in the warmer weather or in the cooler weather, you would wear something underneath it, right? Yeah. So maybe that would offset. Perhaps, perhaps. And I, looking back, I probably should have known because I, I did think I was using too much yarn. Oh. But I was following the pattern. I kept trying it on and I thought it looked okay. It might be that because the silk in the yarn makes it a little drapier, it might just feel a little bigger. Like I said, I haven't really had the chance to wear it yet. I've just tried it on. And I know too that I, after I blocked it, I washed it and laid it out, I could, I still could, I still could rewash it, toss it in the dryer a little bit too, and snug it up a little bit, which I did not do. So I have that option. We shall I see. I want to see that, but I'm not going to ask you to model it for me today. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, when it finally no. cools off, you and I should just go do a photo shoot. Yes. All of our FOs. Deal. Yep. Let's do that. Let's do it. Okay. So that was Polaris by Hiroku Fukatsu. 
The second thing that I've finished and I'm really super happy with and really sad that I have not been able to wear it is my Whippet by Omkistrick. That is a very, very light fingering open front cardigan with a mesh bottom half that I knit in the Holstgarn Coast, which as Gail mentioned is the cotton merino blend that we have both become very enamored with mm-hmm. because once again of the weather we've we've been both been all year since january so this has been going on all year we've both been gravitating towards only the very light knits and this yarn yields a fabric that is so light and wonderful that i think it's Hopefully something that we'll be able to wear more frequently. Yep. Once we both have more sweaters because we both made, we made an initial order of this yarn and then we liked it so much. We actually made a secondary order of this yarn. <laughs> so as it stands, we both have a few sweaters quantities in stash of this yarn right a now. Few. A I few. I have more than yes. a few. <laughs> I went a little bit overboard, but they're so, the colors are so pretty. It, it is. It's a very muted palette. They don't really have brights, probably because the cotton is not mercerized. So they're not so super bright, very muted. And then the way the yarns are twisted together, the plies, it looks like the cotton and the wool somewhat take the dye a little bit differently. So although it's fairly solid, it's not tonal in any way, there's just a slight bit of heathering yep. i think we thought we'd call it yeah that's <laughs> Heather- the word we decided yes. on to best describe it <laughs> heathering from the way the plies take the yarn take the dye differently and it's very very affordable very yarn. affordable yes but back to the sweater the sweater turned out really nice open fronts it's got an unusual collar because you start the way you knit the sweater is you start on the back of the neck and then you knit the collar out and then the rest of the sweater kind of goes out from the collar i've never knit a sweater with that construction before i don't similar perhaps similar but never quite not quite exactly the same and the collar is ribbed so it just it gathers around the neck And then you have the lace going out and some folks I've noticed even have have added buttons to the front because even though it's open front the fronts are large enough to close and you can add buttons if you want I haven't added buttons to mine yet although I am keeping that option open because the way you don't have to decide because the way it's done is if you do add buttons you just use the holes that are in the lace you don't have to add buttonholes so you just use the holes from the lace so you can totally do afterthought buttons if you decide to. Yeah, I think that on. I'll do buttons on mine. When I, and interestingly, since we last discussed the yes, sweater. I was going to mention yeah, go ahead. Oh, since we last discussed the sweater. Well, this original pattern for Whippet was released back in July 2015. So there are 200 projects. And since I cast mine on, which was approximately a month ago, I guess, the designer has released a second version of the sweater that is longer. Is it tunic length? 
I Almost. would say it probably is close. I'm close not sure. to just a longer version. Yeah. And it looks like it's basically the same top, but she has faux seams on the sides. And then the bottom is, it looks like there are increases along the sides to make it somewhat A-line. So it is, well, it just goes out and you can close it and have it cover your whole front, it looks like. See, I want to try yours on and see which one I should knit. Yeah. Because I purchased the first version of the pattern, but I kind of like, oops, sorry about that clanking of needles. (laughs) I like the tunic length idea, but I don't know if I would have enough yarn to do it. Had three skeins of the coast, so I wouldn't have had enough to do the longer version. But Did the you longer use all version of it? is nice. I didn't use all of it. Okay. I think I had half of one. I'd have to weigh it out. Okay, so I have enough for sure to do the first version of the pattern. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Definitely. And w- how did you feel about the fit of that unusual construction? Did it fit you well? Yes and no. I, I need to block it better I think and then I'll let you know okay because just trying it on after I made it I thought the collar was a little weird but (laughs) and I guess I should describe that by by a little weird I thought the collar bunched together at the back of the neck almost like there was too much fabric and that I had to fiddle with it to get it to sit right but I'm going to re-block it and just see if I stretch that out a little bit, if it just lays properly. It's not, when I say that, it's not bad. It's just, I kind of noticed it pre-blocking. Okay. So it may not be something that after I do a really good block of it is an issue at all. Because once you have it on, you don't notice it. It's only when you're putting it on, you kind of want it to sit properly. Okay. So. Fair enough. We'll see. I'll wait. We'll see. Get your full report upon. It's really cute. Further blocking. Really, really cute. Well, I saw your work in progress several times and loved it. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to knitting it. That's one of the three sweaters that are in current contention for next cast. (laughs) And then the third thing I finished is a hat called Itty Bitty Bear Cubs. And it's by Carolyn Ingram. (laughs) Sounds cute. It is. And it's a free pattern on Ravelry. It is a basic stockinet stitch cap with ribbing hat or hat or cap with bare ears on it. And it's sized for a preemie, but it's easy to make larger. In my case, all I did was I used a worsted weight yarn because I believe the pattern, maybe the pattern was for a smaller weight yarn. I don't even remember if it was fingering white. I think it probably was. So I used a worsted weight yarn and larger needles and I gave it to someone who just had her... her Carol's? Yes. (laughs) Yes, her first grandchild. Her first biological grandchild, I should say. She has other step-grandchildren, but and I hate that word, step-grandchildren, yeah. when I said that. <laughs> like, yeah. She has other family grandchildren, I go. should say. But this was her son's first... Oh, got like a life flight helicopter. Yes, I was going to say, here's a helicopter. Okay, you get this frequently at the beach here. Yeah. But the Hopefully hat came drowning. out... Yeah. The hat came out very cute. 
and pausing while the helicopter goes mm-hmm. by. <laughs> it's funny because they're louder once they're past you, mm-hmm. usually. Yeah. Okay. All right, here we go. But I thought this was a great little pattern because you don't have to sew on the ears, which I oh, often fabulous. find fiddly. Yes. I have made several hats similar to the Itty Bitty Bear Cubs hat, meaning that I have made several hats with little bear ears or some kind of animal ears on them previously, and the patterns have always called for knitting the ears separately and then sewing them on. This one had you pick up stitches on both sides of a decrease row. Oh, so it was already easily marked for you. So it was already marked. You just go up one side, down the other side, so your ear has two sides, and then you basically knit it in the round. Oh, Go up. It was really nice. And then at the top, I can't remember if you bind off together. Yeah, I don't remember. Or stitch it together. But it was very easy. And the two sides... Of the since you pick up stitches on both sides of a decrease round, I'm gesturing here. It's got two layers of fabric, so you don't have to have a, a stiffener of any All sort right, to make the ear stand the ear, up. To make the ear stand yeah. up, it just stands up on its own. It's very cute. I think you could size up the hat easily just by throwing in extra, you know, an extra repeat with the decrease set very cute can't say enough and again that's a free pattern on Ravelry itty bitty bear cubs by Carolyn Ingram I've been listening to our older episodes in Mm -hmm. preparation for number 100 right and I was knitting a cabled bear hat in episode number two Uh and I had mentioned how fiddly the ears were oh it was a super cute hat but I was like not going to do that again because the ears were so fiddly this is going to be my go-to bear ear hat from now on so how about you what have you finished i just last night i finished an animal hat as well the hats for kiddos drive is going with crafty alley and caffeinated Gert right now they did the same thing last year and i knit with a super cool yarn so i had one skein of plymouth color spun which i got at the swift stitch in the four dollar bin <laughs> and it's really cool it is barber pulled yarn it's worsted weight so there are two plies spun together and one is like a a gradually changing pastels so it went like from purple to blue to pink to yellow to green and the other strand is white in most of it so it made a beautiful graduated slow color changing hat and the hat pattern itself is called the kit cat hat and it's by andre andre sue knits and it's a free pattern on ravelry And it's super, super easy because all you do is you do two by two ribbing for three inches. Then you knit until the hat is eight and a half inches long. Then you three needle bind off. So there's no decreasing whatsoever or increasing. Then you just put one stitch in the corners of the top of the hat so that when the child pulls it over their head, they make little ears. Oh, super duper cute (laughs) and easy. It was just like, wow, hat in a day. So I have enough yarn left over to do another one of those. Mm. I really like the yarn. I mean, it's, it's I think, 75% acrylic and 25% wool or something. Mm-hmm. So it has the acrylic feel to it, but the effect of the colors is just so yeah. pretty. I was so happy yeah, with it. Yeah, I'm going to look that one up. And then another, so I've knit three hats since the last episode. Like Charlene said, we're gravitating towards accessories. <laughs> 
I also knit the Cuba Street hat by Nikki Jones, and that's a hat I stopped many I episodes ago. Yeah. It was free on Ravelry for a while, and now there's a price related to it. I think it's like $3 or something. It's not very expensive, but it's a fingering weight hat that's knit with chevron stripes, and the colors that she used for her pattern page are really pretty, and I was going to be clever and use my scrap yarn and make a very pretty combination too, but my combination totally failed. Mm. And the I showed it to you last time we recorded the stripes. I chose a variegated Miss Babs yarn, oh. a solid green that was in the variegated, a solid pink that was in the variegated, and then used a gray for the most of the body. And the colors just didn't work. They all kind of blended mm. together into mush. So oh. you can't really see the chevrons, but it's still pretty. It still looks nice. I just next time know I will use much more definitive, yeah. different colors because I will knit it again. It was a really fun knit. So great. I highly recommend that one. And then the third hat I knit was Trickster. This is a new hat by Elizabeth Doherty. And I can't claim that we have, you know, knitting psychic powers because we both have knit an Elizabeth Doherty pattern because we love her and we knit her stuff all the time. So, <laughs> but the hat is fantastic. It is a worsted weight pattern and you do a faux cable brim that is beautiful and then the body of the hat is all cabling without a needle and I think she said in the description that it looks like a cabled hat but there's, there's nary a cable to be found so mm. there is no like you don't need a cable needle you just right. she gives you the instructions you know Twists. drop that stitch yeah. off the needle blah blah yeah. blah really pretty and I splurged, so I knit this last week when I was feeling really bad with my cold. I purchased yarn with Hohe and Carol when we were in Portland last year. Or no, it was still this year. We were on our way to Mount Hood, driving on an adventure, and drove past this sign that said Foothill Alpaca Ranch. And we're like, oh my gosh, let's go see the alpacas. Oh, this is amazing. <laughs> and so we drove down these roads and we found this alpaca ranch. And the owner came out and talked to us and we got to pet the alpaca. And he took us in his store and he spun some yarn for us. And he, it was just amazing. He was super nice. How could you not buy alpaca? <laughs> It's a hundred percent alpaca and alpaca usually makes me itch really mm -hmm. badly. That was my first question when she said she was knitting with it. I said, how? I thought you yep. were allergic. Oh, this yarn was so amazing. I've never knit with anything so soft in my life. I don't think it was so soft that it was almost splitty. Like it's hard to describe, mm -hmm. but almost like your needle wanted to go through it. Mm -hmm. So I was having to pay attention to it but I kept like rubbing it against Max's cheeks oh feel that isn't that soft I even held it out to Mike and I said oh feel this he said oh that is really soft just amazing and yeah the weather's gonna have to get a lot cooler before I can wear a hundred percent alpaca hat but just the best knit because it had great memories mixed mm -hmm. in with the yarn and Elizabeth the designer is a friend of ours and it was just I didn't feel well so all the things combined were making me feel better and just loved it. I love the pattern. I will knit more of these. The, the one thing I would say, I don't recommend anyone else knit it in 100% alpaca because alpaca doesn't have the same the scales. Memory. Yeah, that will it hold the cables the together. The hat will ultimately stretch, stretch and yeah. not go back. Yeah. So yeah. the cables in the body of the hat aren't as distinct 
as they look in Elizabeth's pictures because mm. of the fiber I selected. So I will knit more of these in wool-based, you know, yeah. wool fiber. Yeah. But great pattern. And she says it's a quick knit. It knit up faster than that Kit Kat hat I just knit. Nice. So super fast knit. Very and, fun, too. And I think it's interesting that you learned that maybe you're not necessarily allergic to alpaca, but maybe there's something in the processing I don't of know. some alpacas That's a good that point. bother you. Because that yarn came off of his alpacas. So I met the actual alpaca from once it was fleeced mm -hmm. or sheared. But he didn't say anything about their spinning process. He just said it goes to a local place. And I could feel while I was knitting with it that there probably was still some of the spinning oil in it from mm. the mill. And it was really dusty. So mm. I would imagine it was spun in a place that, you know, it certainly wasn't a commercial mm. yarn facility. And when I blocked it, there was a lot of stuff in the water. Mm. So maybe whatever was on the alpaca prevented me from getting itchy and hopefully I won't get itchy when yeah. I wear the hat. Yeah, it'll be interesting yeah. to see how that wears for you. Yep. And I have to say it was like 130 yards of yarn. So very little yarn. You know, if you have most of a oh, leftover really? skein of yarn, yeah. I have a small skein. But... Oh, yep. I'll have to look at that again. Yeah, because both of... So I had two 100-yard skeins of the alpaca and I used like a third of the second skein. Oh, I'll have to look at that again. Yep. Okay. Very little yarn. So those of you I who... really liked that hat. Oh, it's so cool. Yeah. But who doesn't have, like, you had to knit a... You had to. You chose to knit a worsted weight sweater, but you had to break into one more skein of yarn right. to finish the sweater. So you and there you have most of one left, left over. Yeah. yeah. Would be a perfect use for that yarn. Yeah. Also okay. finished my therapy shawl by Laura Ayler. Finally. It's all blocked in my room. I just need to weave in the ends. It's really pretty. So I'll have FO pictures of that soon. And my third pair of Rose City Rollers. Mm -hmm. So the little socks because it's Socktober. And this is the first time ever I've participated in Socktober. <laughs> so I knit up a pair of those in half a skin. So that was like 205 yards of self-striping yarn that I had left over from a different project. So super awesome knit. If you haven't, if you want to knit socks, even if you've never knit them before, super great, easy to follow pattern, doesn't use much yarn, and it's a pretty quick knit. So. Nice super fun place to start with socks all right should okay. we do a love your stash q3 update let's do it right on <laughs> so robbie our fabulous moderator and the instigator of love your stash she drew for prizes for the q3 finishers which basically if you posted your goals you're eligible right and she did want us to mention that for q4 it doesn't have to be current stash so it doesn't have to be something that's been marinating in your stash it can be anything that comes in during the quarter okay. counts and completely flexible rules you're not required to finish anything it's just if you feel like you're in the mood set some goals for yourself for your stash for q4 of this year and then see where it takes you and remember the ultimate goal of this is to bring us all to a place where we love our stash, where our stash does not give us guilt. Our stash does not make us feel bad. Ultimately, our stash should make us happy, make us feel good, 
make us feel creative, move us in the direction that we want to be moving towards with our projects. Absolutely. And be filled with yarns that we want to use. Get rid of the chaff. Get rid of the yarn that you feel guilty because you're not using, because you don't like. Get rid of it. Get rid of those feelings. Get get rid of that baggage. (laughs) And it's funny how many people, so obviously we've been doing this all year, the number of people who have participated and mm-hmm. have said, I got rid of all this yarn and it feels, it feels, it felt <laughs> so good to get rid of this yarn. Yeah, it made me feel good because now someone else, someone can, else with it. can use it, move it out. There's no reason you have to take up space in your house. And like I said, just to reify, that goal is to create a stash that we love, our own stash that yep. we love. Exactly. <laughs> Something that brings you joy. Yeah. Does it bring you joy? Yes or no? If the answer is no, let it go. (laughs) All right. So winners, excuse me, from Q3. Like I said, still getting over this rotten Mm. cold. So if my voice gets all froggy. Oh, and I remembered the name of that pattern from stocking. Inui. I-N-U-I-T. So there's petite, inui, and inui. Sorry, that just popped into my head. That's fine. Okay. Prizes. So there are two project bag winners. So Robbie... Photo Knit Gal on Ravelry is going to sew you your own project bag. The Yay. two knitters are Two Sam, who is Lisa, and Glitzy Gal, who is Erica. Congratulations. Robbie has a fantastic way of shopping your stash and your FOs to see what colors you like <laughs> as well. And Scully Bun Bun, who is a fabulous contributor in our group, she is sponsoring two $10 Ravelry pattern giveaways. So she, there are two people who each get $10 worth of Ravelry patterns. And the winners are Jay Chant, who is our friend Julie, who we've met in real life, and Seabud, who is Kristen. And Kristen, you're a newer person in the threads, and it's been a joy to get to know you. Your FO picture for Colors of Fall was so pretty. Mm-hmm. Shasta, who is Shasta Daisy Knits, she is going to make a project bag, and the winner of that is cinder gaw who is cindy and you would recognize her from the beautiful blue butterfly which is her avatar mm. so i recognize the name but i couldn't. can actually see that see in my head. there you go <laughs> and alpaca anna who is anna i did not know that she is also a sock designer mm-hmm. i knew she's a sock knitter because she knits beautiful socks but she has at least four patterns on ravelry and she's giving away a copy of her Cloettes sports socks. And the winner of that is Espresso Bean. Congratulations, Zoe. I believe you won a fall, Colors of Fall knit along prize as well. So you get a copy of Cloettes sports socks. And Alpaca Anna's Astrid socks go to Ter Dottie, who is Terry. So congratulations, you guys. Yay. I don't remember which one it is now. I think it was the Astrid socks. They're adorable little anklets that have the prettiest color work they have like stripes on the ankle and then beautiful color work over the foot super super cute they're like little flowers i think if i'm remembering correctly they're really pretty anna thank you very much for sponsoring those and my friend rebecca whip who is rebecca who lives in co france she is going to send a knitter's care package to frenny who is jenny so congratulations everybody and jenny's um q3 summary was pretty funny she was saying that you know, I did buy yarn and did all these things, but you know what? I'm really happy with everything I did. It's like, well, then that's the whole point. You're right. happy with it. You love it. You yeah, win. Definitely. So congratulations to all the winners. Thank you for everyone who's been loving your stash with us throughout 2015. We do have Q4 to go. 
We will still have prizes for Q4, and Robbie and I have decided that for 2016, if you want to participate, that's great. We'll still do it, but we're not going to do the prizes because, you know, why put more stuff in your stash or whatever? <laughs> so kind of the whole spirit it's, of it is to, you know, lighten your load, yeah. feel less guilt, right. get rid of things that don't bring you joy yeah. so you don't necessarily need more things coming in. So, okay. There we go. Love your stash. And I think that's it for episode 99. that's it. And next time we will be back with our first thir- three-digit episode. I know. We're so excited. 100. It's so exciting. And Charlene opened a thread in our Ravelry group for episode 100 questions. So there are a lot of questions. We are there super are excited. So this I was is surprised. Exciting. It's going to be fun. And... Do not despair if we do not answer your question in the episode because there are far too many to answer, but we are taking a lot of ideas and a lot of the questions for our editorial calendar for 2016. Right. So if you have anything to add to the thread, go ahead. I think we'll just keep that thread open for a while just so we get some more ideas anyway. Yeah, I agree. And you know one thing... This might be too much work. I was going to say, what we could do also is when we answer a question, go back into that person's thing and edit it and say answered in episode, whatever. But that might be too much work. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Because like Charlene said, there are way too many questions to address in one episode. But keep putting the questions there because you never know what particular path we'll get on to for episode 100. We still have (laughs) two weeks until we record that. So we'll see where the questions take us and what new segments it might spawn yes. for 2016 yeah. charlene's already thought of one that's really really <laughs> clever so okay. okay thank you so much for listening we really appreciate it and we, we do. hope you have a fabulous two weeks until we talk to you again happy knitting bye bye hello it's gail with an unprecedented addendum to our normal recording because charlene and i forgot to mention the 2016 northern california knitting retreat You heard us talk about the 2015 retreat back in April. It was a delightful weekend of relaxing knitting with a bunch of fabulous people, and we're doing it again for 2016. So some of the details. It will occur April 15th, 16th, and 17th of 2016 in the same location, which is the St. Francis Retreat Center in San Juan Batista, California, which is about an hour away from Santa Cruz, very close to both the Monterey Airport and the San Jose Airport, if you are thinking about coming for the event. Registration is now open. It will remain open until November 15th, and there are a limited amount of spots open. So if we have more people than we do spots available, we're going to do a lottery, and we will keep you posted about the progress of registrations. So if you would like to attend, please visit our Knockers group on Ravelry, or you can send an email directly to Tracy from the Two Knit Lit Chicks. She is managing our registrations, and that email address is two, that's the number two, knitlitchicks at gmail.com. And you can also visit our Yarniacs Ravelry group, and we will have a thread for the 2016 Knockers Retreat. Thank you. Bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs 
podcast Ravelry Group, my Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gailey Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gailey Whaley.